Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Answers to the Universe. In this episode, we have an Atlanta entrepreneur who is changing the way we use social media to connect. I was first introduced to him at a Halloween party he threw to help launch his app, Networked.ai. I was immediately interested in this man's energy. As I got to know more, the more interested I became. He was a D1 football player at Utah State and became one of the best salesmen in the country. Now he is building an events-based social media app. This is Ethan Cortazzo. Sweet, man. Sweet. Dude, how have you been? Been good, man. Been focused, been busy, um, building. Our app went live on the App Store last week. Did it? Apple Congrats, App man. Store. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's honestly, are we live? Are we recording? Yeah, I like to do how a very you, conversation. Yeah, I like to go right into it. Cool. I'll cut around any weird cool. stuff. Yeah. No, I love it. I, very authentic. I, I guess for me, like one thing that's been really neat is like taking the vision of like my company and seeing it go into like production and like going into market. It's like very, uh, I don't know, affirming. Like it's really neat. Like it's almost like if you've worked out for a couple months and you don't see results, you're like, you're like, damn, like, am I really working out? But it's like, if you do work out, you do stay disciplined, you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't all this stuff. And then you look in the gym three, six months later, you're like, dude, I have a six pack. <laughs> you're like, Dang, the work is getting done. Right. Because in those incremental moments, you can't see the progress. And what's cool is like the vision that I had, to build this company is like starting to address to go to market on like some of the most incredible timing. So it's exciting. It's encouraging. So I, I, for, for those listening, give us like the elevator pitch, you know, what, what's the vision? What are you, what are you building? And uh, yeah, you said timing's perfect. How so? Yeah. So I guess um, last year, so I come from a tech background, sales background, um, played division one football at Utah state. So I'll give you a bunch of football analogies, workout analogies. I've already started with three, so I'm sorry, or you're welcome. Keep them coming. Keep them coming um, dude. I got my master's at Grand Valley state. And then after school, man, I just got into sales because I was like the marketing people make all the cool like designs for the sales guys to go make all the money. I was like, I need to go into business and I need to learn how to sell so I can make money. So then I got into packaging um, initially out of college, but I was basically limited on what I could sell and who I can sell to based on the manufacturing facilities capabilities. So they can only do $40 million of production. We were at like $32 million. So I can only sell 8 million, right? Which meant I can only make 2% of 8 million, but my territory can only manufacture. Like it, it just, it didn't make sense for me economically. So I was trying to like figure out um, the $50,000 salary, how I can make a million dollars. Like it just can't happen here, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, moved, moved to Atlanta and uh, knew one person, uh, got into business um, and became the sales director for a tech startup here. And that really like shifted my mindset from a regional manufactured sales perspective based on a limited, uh, limitation of a facility into like the global network of software development and software sales, right? Because software is deployable, not just, you know, I mean, you could like geofence a region, right? You can only sell inside of the North America. You can only sell, you know, South, you know, South America, but you can actually have it be global as well. Um, 
So as I became sales director, it just blew my mind because I, I was like, man, we're building companies that literally can change markets. And there wasn't a cap. It was more like, who could you give this to and how can it add value to these companies? At this time, we're building companies. Um, so we're managing the you know enterprise level startup or excuse me, enterprise level software development and startup level software development without writing code. So this platform is a platform as a service. And this is like way before no code, low code was like even a mm -hmm. thing. And the guy that was the founder is like 185 Mensa IQ, super genius. And so here I am, I sit down and I take this meeting and I'm like, tell me what you do. Like I got introduced to this guy and I was like, just looking for a job. And dude, I literally shut the door after he like talked for 10 minutes. And I was like, I'm not leaving until I get a job. Really? Right? Well, yeah. What, what, what was so special about it? What was so special about that? Well, I had moved to the city and started networking inside of like Atlanta Tech Village. Mm -hmm. And the, you know, David Cummings is like a titan here in Atlanta, Sales Loft, Pardot, Calendly, like, you know, billion dollar valued businesses. And uh, they're built on software. And then, so as I went and watched this demo, I was like, dude, this guy could literally build three of the five unicorns in Atlanta at the time. So I'm like sitting there like, okay, if he could build it on the platform, like what is this platform worth? So anyways, yeah. shout out to One Technology. So if everyone's listening, like if you need a dev shop, like go to One Technology, right? They'll take care of you. But for me, it was so, it was like my hands-on MBA mm -hmm. for a year and a half of just like building companies, networking, creating. And I really found this like passion for, uh, helping companies build and helping companies get to market. And, you know, I ended up closing like Veritiv, which is like a fortune 500 company. And we had 12 employees and it was just mind blowing to see what we were doing. So, but in the back of my mind, I started getting asked to like lead companies. I was like, th these businesses would be like, Hey, why don't you come on board and be head of operations? Why don't you come on board and be CTO? Why don't you come on board and be head of sales? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, <laughs> I just want to help you win. Like, what do you mean? Like, I just want you to be successful. Like, and so I built a network around insulating companies to go to market, to build uh, high quality, you know, applications that would address the market. Because as my business knowledge grew, I started learning small, medium enterprise mm -hmm. or small, medium uh, value props, enterprise value props, like, you know, healthcare value. Like I just started like, getting exposed to like all these different companies because in software development, it could be agnostic, right? Like we could build um, some really cool functionality and, and companies. So I started learning a lot, but uh, anyways, I'm, I'm just rambling really? here into what I yeah. actually do. So I'm giving context. And so I've been on this quest to try to figure out, um, you know, how to, how to basically build my own business as a sales centric tech founder, CEO, and so what I thought would be smart would be would be lead sales for tech companies that have raised money. And so this year and a half, I was in a non-funded, lean startup that went through a pandemic. And like I was every dollar I made was going back into my like technology stack, my like teen, like my entertainment budget to like go to dinners. I joined like different organizations to like meet companies. So during this time, I ended up uh, getting asked to lead sales for uh, a company called Fulcrum that raised 50 million bucks, no code platform. So led that for a year, 
had a lot of success, closed companies like Southern Company, like closed a several million dollar deal with like this massive business. And so it's really cool to see uh, when you raise funding, what you can actually do in leadership, bring in a technology stack. So every like, uh, you know, sales loft and all these like automation tools that I was like managing from this no like little startup, as I joined this $50 million raised business, like everything was onboarded in less than a week and I didn't have to pay for it. I was like, this is great. Like this is awesome. <laughs> Setting up your team for success, right? So then progressing into this, um, travel, did stuff, um, ended up like during the pandemic, like um, I hope this doesn't like get me in trouble, but I ended up like getting offered another job, like a consulting job. So I was able to manage this leading sales position and got asked to do a consulting stint for another financial technology company. And so I did that for six months. I was working two jobs. Like I remember uh, like literally being at my desk with like two earphones in with two different MacBooks open and like taking calls on both computer, like coordinating different schedules and uh, got to a point where I was like, I don't think this is good to be able to like be private on LinkedIn. Like this is not yeah. helping me, but I'm making good yeah, money. Yeah. Did, did you like Loki and like, was that a little fun? Did you get like a bit of a rush from being like, you have two jobs at once, two meetings at once, dude? Well, it kind of like, it, <laughs> let me, let me say it like this. <laughs> it was feeding a negative, uh, how do I say that? Like a negative um, desire of mine, which is doing something I'm not supposed yeah. to. So like, I was constantly looking over my shoulder uh, getting a fix from get like I literally fixed from doing something that was uncommon and probably not legal. Like I don't know. Like don't. I hopefully this doesn't get back to anybody. But <laughs> like I don't think um, I don't think uh, I was able to fully lean into the business as an employee because I was almost doing something I wasn't supposed to. Right. So what's cool is I, I got like convicted of that. I was like, man, like God, I don't know if this is what I'm supposed to do. And it was a really hard decision because I was making great money. And um, so I ended up leaving uh, one of the companies. I was like, hey, I have to leave this business. As I'm like selling to Bank of America, like Fiserv, like I'm crushing, like doing well. And I had to like resign from that business because I, I don't know, I, I just felt like it was not going to be great yeah. for me long term. Yeah. If something came out, it would ruin my resume, yeah. ruin my reputation. And like nothing is bigger than a dollar amount to ruin that because I've worked hard to maintain mm -hmm. that, right? So left, left that business, was leaning into the other company and uh, got a call from a European recruiter that saw my resume and uh, offered me a, a head of sales or you know head of senior executive, senior account executive to go to market for a business out of Europe that just raised $30 million. And what was cool about this company is this is like, this is before AI was like really mainstream. So the company doubled my salary and doubled my OTE, like my, my um, on-target earnings. Um, so like as I was faithful to like not being in that, you know, what I'm not supposed to do, God was like, all right, dude, like you're ready. <laughs> presented this really cool opportunity yeah. for me to lean into. And so I, I resigned from the other company, Fulcrum, and then led sales for this company called Keeley Technology which is a training data platform to help uh, basically label unstructured data, text, image, audio, video files to train mm -hmm. machine learning models in production for better outcomes, right? Mm -hmm. 
so what was cool about this business is I just moved back to the city and um, this was a new, like it was a greenfield. Like, what do we do? How do we build our company? What do we want to get? Like, and so for me, I was like, let's go supported European go to market, uh, European leaders, you know, I'm leading North America. We started building a team and I just traveled. I was on the road. I was on 65 flights in 2022. 25 conferences uh, plus um, four different countries. Like, dude, I was just like, yeah. in it. Like as a single guy in the city, 27 years old, like just ripping it. But what is incredible about being with that company was, dude, I was on the forefront of education. So these conferences and seminars are super important for leaders because they'll come speak and do keynotes based on the relevant uh, innovations that they're mm -hmm. working on in their company. So I'm watching Tesla talk about their computer vision models and how they're sending in millions of images up to the cloud and doing computer vision on these for predictive analytics on reducing risk of accidents. And like, it was just like nuts. I'm like watching these like renderings and images in Silicon Valley um, as like I'm meeting with the head of operations from OpenAI, like Aris, you know, I'm like, what the frick is going on? Like, dude is insane, right? And so like in this time, I'm like, I don't even know what AI is. I just said yes, because I'm getting my salary doubled. Yeah. I think this is going to help me long term, right? So anyways, I'll, I'll pause there. I'm getting to like what I'm doing now, but want to give the viewers like some context of like, it's been a journey to get to where I'm at today. And I think if there's people listening, like they could be in the journey. And what's cool is like, I was able to appreciate the progression in my career that's led me to be able to execute at scale where I'm at today, where it is the right moment, but it's taken a years to try to excavate and forge education and relationships and value uh, to really be in a confident stage to build a startup tech company that's launching Saturday, like in four days. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get to the pitch, but I, I'm just curious, what was the, the first job, like, like your first real sales job? What was that again? So like my first real sales job in like business was a company called Pratt Industries. So it was selling CPG, so consumer packaged sure. goods. And I have a story here. So when I transferred from Utah State, a division one program, a study economics, when I graduated, I had one year left to play for football. I played receiver, um, division one, or I had two years left division two. Like so my freshman year or my sophomore year of college, I tore my ACL in junior college. So weird like stipulation with recruiting and eligibility that saved my year when I got to campus. Long story, like five years to play four seasons when you go full time as an athlete for division one. So I have five seasons to play or five years to play four seasons. So freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, you have a retro year. That's five. So in division two sports, you have 10 semesters to play five seasons. So one semester could be one season, but that doesn't mean you're burning all 10, uh, 10 like points. Right. So random, but when I graduated from Utah state undergrad economics, um, I had, I, had, that was my eighth semester or my eighth. Yeah. Eighth, um, eight out of 10. So like I had two semesters left to play, uh, football division two, or I had one year left of eligibility division one. So anyways, I figured it'd be better to get my master's paid for. So I opened up my recruiting and like, dude, you want to talk about sales? Like I had to sell myself. Yeah. I got released from the team. I filmed, like I literally went to the head of uh, 
uh, our player uh, film and production for Utah State, uh, Bill Guerin, and we used this platform called Galaxy that had all of our live film from games and practice. So I took all that film, like I got permission from it. I took like four gigabytes of film, spent like three days like going through like our software, uploaded into a drive, bought some like software development product and like learned how to edit film. Then I like created a content reel and uploaded into YouTube. And then I got released from the team to like, so then I was like, okay, I had all my shit in a row. And then I was like, now where do I want to play? I was like, dude, like, so I leveraged my brand of being a division one athlete. And then I went and researched the top division one pro or division two programs with education, like uh, a program for football, all this stuff. Right. And I started going on Twitter and I just started blasting people. Boom. Like, Hey, I'm Ethan, you know, and started getting like momentum going and I started getting like calls, man. I was getting calls every day. And uh, what was cool is like, I didn't really have a crazy recruiting process, uh, recruiting journey uh, throughout my so uh, senior year of high school. Um, I tore my lat off the bone my senior year. I tore my labrum, fractured my humerus, like tore my bicep tendon. I was told I'd never play football again and uh, came back five weeks later and like, and it, like, so just scrapping, man, like my, my sports career, my business career. So, so, um, so uh, yeah, anyways, <laughs> so I go through that recruiting process and I ended up having like several offers and the program I really want to go to was Grand Valley State. And the reason why we go there is the top division two program. They just won their conference. They're in the playoffs. They're the number one team in the country right now. They're crushing it. They have 27,000 kids. Uh, Utah State had 28,000. You know, Brian Kelly, the head coach of LSU, won three national championships at Grand Valley State. So just a traditional or a rich history. So anyways, like basically self – uh selling like selling myself through these coaches I had to edit my film get it right get in front of them so i go to grand valley state and i had two semesters to play two seasons so my first year there did well my second year i basically had fall 17 and fall 18 that middle semester of like basically january from january to like march 2017 or excuse me 2018 i had to get a job i gotta get a job right like i had to pay rent because I couldn't be on scholarship. The rules are summer uh, doesn't count. So you can be on tuition or get scholarships in summer. Once you're full-time on, on fall 17, like I was on scholarship, fall 18 on scholarship. But that middle semester, I didn't like pay my bills, right? So I ended up getting my resume together, shot out to a bunch of jobs and had like six full-time job offers. They're like, dude, we love you. We want to hire you. And so I'm like 25 years, 20, 23 years old. Yeah, 23 years old. And I'm like, what do I do? Do I like go full time and make 60 grand or do I like, you know, or do I, like, I, I committed to sports. I committed to play football at the school and I hadn't like my senior year was like in the next couple months. Right. And so I was like, what do I do? So as I was taking interviews, I, I sat down with Pratt and they were like, they were like, we want you. Uh, this is the offer. And I was like, wait, 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 listen, I came here to play sports. Like I love the program. Would you guys be willing to do a, um, an internship. Would you pay me for six months? Let me learn the industry, uh, learn the business. And so I literally created this, um, like the first of the companies, like internship program. I went through <laughs> shipping, accounting, sales, finance, marketing, field sales, went through Hoover's reports, like assessing the market, 
understanding our manufacturing capabilities. And I literally like worked on the manufacturing floor for like three months, dude. I had like hard, hard like I had a uh, like steel toed boots on with like got like glasses. <laughs> it was like building like packages, dude. Like, but what I'd say is what was amazing about this is like it allowed me to understand the intricacies of the of the manufacturing process, how a box was made, right? So what our capabilities were as a business, like what our limitations were, what our lead times are, what was addressed in the market, who the competitors were, what made us different, um, what needed to be fixed, like what was struggling in the business. So, were you interested in business before that? Um, so I've always been curious, dude. Like I always just ask questions. Like I'm always like trying to understand concepts. Yeah. Like as a kid, I'd get in trouble for like asking too many questions. It's like, like relax. You're like, why is the sky blue? Yeah. What makes it blue? <laughs> but, um, um, I would, yeah. I mean, when I was in, so my junior year, technically my sophomore junior year at Utah state, I was initially marketing. So I was doing mm -hmm. a lot of like marketing classes. And so to be eligible for my next season at Utah state, I had to be at 75% eligibility, but I was at 69 or 68%. Mm -hmm. So I had to take economics because it was like, what would make me at 75% uh, to be eligible for like football. So I switched and went into like all this, like, like, uh, like math and econometrics and all this like data. And like, it just programmed my mind to assess the market and like assess opportunities and like to assess like risk. And like, it was just insane. Like, um, so I think that kind of shifted my brain, uh, you know, just to, yeah, just to see what's actually possible. And we had like a lot of great professors that would come in and entrepreneurs mm -hmm. that would come in and speak. So I think that kind of inspired me, uh, in business. Yeah, that's awesome. So I guess I think now is finally the, uh, the grand moment for the, uh, pitch. Oh yeah. That yeah, was yeah. a great time. Cool. Anyways, pitch. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, an hour later, sorry, I get excited. <laughs> no, dude, the buildup's um, fantastic. I love the context. So, uh, after I did all the travel, like we have so many social platforms today: LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. You have all these ways to connect with people, and I think we're more disconnected than ever before today. But we're overconnected. We're actually connected, right? People think that just because I'm a friend of yours on Instagram means that you're actually a friend of mine in real life, like. I don't think that's right. <laughs> I think that, um, so with my travel last year, I started posting like, dude, Instagram posts on food, on travel and all this stuff. And I get to different cities and I'd realized that like, I would just miss my friends. I just miss like the connections in New York and I'd fly to San Francisco and people would be like, Hey man, I'm in town. Where are you at? And I'm like, Oh, I'm just leaving. So I never had like real time suggestions to meet my network. Right. So our platform is called Network to AI. My platform is called Network to AI. And our go to market right now is a event based startup that connects you to your network. So you host an event, uh, you send it out to your network, and it's a social networking app where you can connect to the actual participants at the venue, at the event in real time. So <clears throat> we've done, uh, yeah, bunch of events here in the city. It's agnostic. It's not like, hey, we're only focusing on conferences. Hey, we're only focusing on different businesses. Um, so yeah, I guess that's kind of the overview. I'm like 
I'm such a visionary. I'm I like going into like not what it's today, but like where we're headed. Um, so where we are today is yeah, it's live on the App Store. We're live. We have a progressive web app. We have uh, almost a thousand users. Um, we just launched a couple of weeks ago. Beta. Um, we've had we have seven companies on our platform. We've done several uh, thousand dollars on the product. Um, and yeah, would love for uh, you guys to check it out. Uh, I don't know. You can guide the rest of the conversation. That's my pitch. I don't know if that was a pitch. I don't. <laughs> you, you, you seem like you're a little nervous about it. Like, uh, like, 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 like you were afraid to sell it too hard. Yeah, because like, because I don't think I need to. Like, I'm not trying to sell sure. it. Like, I want people to connect in a value based way, and um, like the product kind of sells itself. Like, the goal is like to host an event on the platform. And if you host a free event, like Friendsgiving, it's like you should host it on the platform, connect it to your friends. Um, And plus, the reason why I'm kind of like apprehensive is some of the development that we're going into is our secret sauce Mm. that isn't deployed yet that you can find as we launch. So it's a competitive space. There's businesses that are building, uh, you know, similar type platforms, but... um, you know, some of the execution is where I think we stay competitive. So, uh, yeah. So right now it's an event startup. Um, I just hosted an event on the 31st and partnered with two DJs and we called it hallow night. And we found a select venue in the city on a rooftop and built a set, hired bartenders, and we had it ticketed and we threw the event. We ended up having 650 people come, right? With 650, like we limited registration and we had like the door did not stop. Like, and it was all through our app. And so that experience of like a beta event where, you know, we had, it just went viral. Like the professionalism of the app, the way that people got the invites. And I think Avery like might've came to this yeah, event. Yeah, like, I showed up. Yeah. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so anyways, you know, how did you hear about the event? Like, how did you see this product? How did you see the Dude, platform? I, I like, got networked, man. It was I'm on an adult basketball team called Los Niños, okay? We play Atlanta Sports and Social, and we most weeks get absolutely destroyed by, you know, former Division One players who have no business playing in rec league. Uh, but one of my, uh, you know, one of my uh, teammates is named Aaron, and he, had, he got loop of it. And he said, you know, hey, I, I like the guys who are doing this. It's going to be a great party. Uh, it's team mandatory team bonding event. We should all go. <laughs> and so, uh, I, yeah, I, I didn't have plans that Saturday. So, showed up. And, yeah, dude, you crushed it. You really crushed it. How did it feel? So, you've, you've, I'm assuming you seem like the kind of guy who's thrown a party before. Have you thrown a, you know, yeah. you've thrown a party in your day. Yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, I've thrown parties. I've thrown parties. I like parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I like parties. I like hosting. I like, I like, you know, it's creating an environment for people to connect. Right. I think our culture has escaped parties. Like we have experiences that limit our ability to truly connect to people through common connection Mm -hmm. conversation. So what I love doing is like, I'm trying to forge intimacy through events and experiences where you can have genuine overlap and, and relationships. And, and so like our event specific was to like, have a diverse group of people are in a safe environment that was like high fidelity and, you know, drive like just a, just an energy in the room and have a great set. 
you know, and I don't know, how did that feel? Like, did you connect with some great people? Yeah, dude, I, like, I, I made a, I was talking to the Bitcoin miner almost. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're yes, Nick, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was talking to him like almost the whole night and it, no, it, it was fantastic. And, and I could tell how, like, like when you're open the door, you know, making sure everyone's getting the app, you were, I could tell how passionate you were about this, about how to make it for the <laughs> app was good. And I thought, I, I think the first thing, like when you, uh, when you, when you saw my, uh, my ticket and you're like, Oh dude, you should make a profile picture. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I'll get back. So I updated. I got a profile picture now, but, but dude, I, I could go. just see how passionate you were about it, man. No, it was, it was, it was good. Thank you. So man. is, What's crazy is I was supposed to be like out of town. Like I got invited to a huge party in LA. Uh-huh. My buddy was throwing Nikki and uh, it was like the biggest event in like LA at the night. And I was going back and forth. I was like, man, like, should I go? And, you know, Nick was like, or one of, uh, you know, some of my counselors like, you should go. And then I was like, shoot, we're, lo- we're throwing this massive event. And this is like a big V1, like experiential thing that like is important for us. And dude, I got crushed at the door. So for those that listening, like we ended up having a single entrance point to this party. Like it was like in a, a condo in a rooftop, undisclosed location that you had to have the address, the code to get in. And so I worked the door as like networked AI um, bouncer. And I've never bounced in my life. Like working the bar, working as a bouncer is very hard. Like I don't recommend it, but if you're going to do this, like good luck. Everyone knows <laughs> the DJ. Everybody knows somebody. But the app, like, man, like I learned so much from being at the apex because I didn't go on the trip to LA. I decided to, you know, commit to the business and stay focused here. And dude, it was probably the best decision I made because all that feedback from app interaction, feedback from guys like you, Avery, that came and didn't have profiles and, (laughs) you know, uh, you know, like what's next has all gone on to our development of version two, which is like actively developing and will be completed here in the next couple of days. And so, uh, so yeah, no, I'm glad you came. And honestly, we have a lot more events online that I think you'd really love. Uh, I know you're a traveling man, but I do. If, uh, if I'm in town, man, I'm a, I'm a fan of, I'm trying to get networked. So yeah, it's good. Dude, I, I'm curious. So your whole experience, it seems like on your resume is being really, 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 really good at sales. Sure. What's um? How does how what impact does that have now with what you're doing? So that's such a good question. <clears throat> so uh, here's a book uh, that I recommend. Uh, Pastor David Smith it's called Humility. <laughs> right? Like that's the biggest thing I've had to learn. Like in this transition. Uh, sorry, my one drive up is humility because in sales, like I always have to be on, like I always got to work, always got to do things. But like as a tech founder, building a product and a platform, like you can communicate the vision as I've kind of shared loosely on this, you know, podcast and, and, and like, you know, people listening on Spotify or whatever medium they're listening to. And I hope you can hear that like communication and fire. And I'm just sharing my experience and I can communicate this, but when shit hits the fan and like the app's not working or, you know, I have to negotiate uh, with lawyers, like, you know, there's a level of humility to execute and communicate, like not out of a sales disposition, but out of like, no, Hey, this is an authentic issue that we have to address as a company because this is what's going to happen if we don't. So I think for me, like I say sales centric tech founder and CEO. um, And so What's great about this is, dude, I'm 
like lighting up this business with the events hosted on the platform, which is amazing because I've catered this company to my purpose, which is connecting people, which I love. Like I, I dude, I'm super inspired by it. And, you know, and in this, I created a group called the Atlanta entrepreneurs, which is a entrepreneur network where we connect the top leaders in the city that, that run businesses. So with my network over the last four years here in Atlanta, I'm like, y'all don't know each other in the city. Y'all don't know each other. And so on the app, I'm forging an event that's connecting the top people that I want to hang out with, like that I want to learn from. So it's kind of like, you know, I wouldn't say selling, but more like creating a space for people to connect that might not know each other. And what's been amazing, dude, is the feedback is, X, X, I mean, it's just, I'm very grateful for it. Like, because people are able to relate and respond and connect and host an environment that's not like secular, like getting drunk, getting out, like, like, you know what I'm saying? That it's very community based. So I've really appreciated, um, you know, I would say the humility to like just lead and communicate a space where people can connect. And, and is that selling? Maybe. Um, but it's really value-based connections and value-based selling. Like I'm, I'm, I'm forging significance for uh, what I'm doing now, which I love. So I don't know if that gives you answers, yeah. but yeah, no, because I, I, um, I, I work uh, like, like in my position in my company, I work a lot with you know people from every different vertical. I know engineers really well. I know the salesmen really well. I know the business development people really well, and obviously, I know the marketers very well. And I think one thing about sales is like the number one, like like your job, especially if you're not like if you're if you're selling, you know, like I don't know, like home security. Maybe you don't need to do this as well. But if you're selling, like, if you need to build relationships to be good at your job, that's kind of what you get good at doing. And so over like over time, it's like our our sales team, our business development team, they're just like professional friends in a weird way, you know. They're just like really good at making friends with a lot of people, you know, and, and, and giving value back and forth. And that's kind of what I'm reading from you a little bit, you know? Yeah, dude. Yeah. And I like, I just want people to be better. Like, I just want people to win. Like, I want my friends to be successful, like truly. And, you know, in a, in a, like a hyper, in a hyper growth state, when a company raised money, like they just want volume, dude. Like I was calling 100, 200, 300, 400 people a day, calling, selling, transactional. Like, but what I would do is like solution based selling. So, what I like, if I'm selling a product, you know, I want to find a company that has an issue that I can solve with my platform that I'm selling. And if that platform bridges a gap that br like creates value to that business, the exchange is a sale, right? So that's the that like that's the simplistic way to do it. And if it's not, dude, move on. Like find someone that is having that issue. Don't like I've never wanted to be like that. Like I I don't want to take something that won't work because long term it'll never like you're gonna break just to make a dollar, you're gonna ruin a relationship. Right. I'm not trying to have transaction, transactional relationships. I'm trying to build like legacy wealth, like legacy um you know, business like businesses that sustain based off value, not off like transaction. Mm -hmm. So I think some of the sales experience I've had to like unlearn, like some of the transactionalness of like being a biz dev guy in a 150 call minimum day where I'm working for two jobs, like trying to make volume to hit a number. And there's a number game. There's a, there's a algorithm to hitting 
goals, which I would encourage people to do, but I've had to unlearn because, you know, it's not sustainable. Like, I don't think it's sustainable for me to like, just be in this hyper, like white knuckle, like driving a car, like mm-hmm. trying to go as frantic as, as fast as I can, because I'll miss like the customers that, and the relationships that are actually needing this issue. Uh, like a call I had today. So I built this other group that's launching on December 10th called athletes of Atlanta. So I have love fitness. So going from athletics to business was a hard transition for me. Like going from like hitting somebody as hard as I want on the field to get fired up. Like that doesn't transition in business. Like I can't just like lean over and be like, (laughs) and like hit somebody like, dude, (laughs) I had a meeting where a guy like in the startup I was leading sales for starts cussing me out, dude, in front of like our whole office. And I literally like saw the, like I had, my only reaction was like to go crush this guy, like to go tack, just to go tee off on this dude. And I couldn't. So like my emotions, dude, I was like, I didn't know what to do. And I was like, I started like tearing up and I was like, dude, frick this guy, like screw this dude. I walked out that meeting like in tears because I was like, damn it. Like that, this is a different game. Like business is a different game. Right. And, um, and, and so over the last couple of years, like I've been able to appreciate like the, like way businesses operate and the way companies are run, the way teams, like organizational leadership of like a college football program that wins games uh, is actually an analogy to a startup business that can win games as well. Mm-hmm. The CEO is the head coach, right? The VPs are the, uh, you know, are the op- uh, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. You know, and then you have position coaches, receiver coaches that are also your managers. Then you have employees, which are, you know, it's like, so I can see the structure similar. Mm-hmm. And and so like building a business, like I realized, uh, so, so then that was like a business switch. Yeah. Then I was like the mentality in business of how to sustain health and wellness and structure and itemize day or, uh, you know, structured days in, in a sequential way transition from like, you know, game day structures where we'd have film and we'd have walkthroughs. And we, so it's like, I can transition. Um, and what I realized is I don't know how many people have been able to transition like this as a, and a, as an athlete. And then you want to talk in like trauma of pain and injuries and purpose in identity. And like, there's, I have like a, and I, I dude, I, I did physical therapy today for my neck. Like I have injuries that like, have sustained me five years later. Right. And so anyways, like athletes of Atlanta, this business is connecting the greater collective athletes in the city in a central place. It's a farmer's market, like fitness event. Mm -hmm. And what's cool is over the last four years, I've worked out so many different gyms and met so many great people. And now I get to just like host this like really cool place where we're going to have DJs and like military guys doing (laughs) pull-ups and like vendors and booths and, and like, dude, it's just like, it's a passion of mine. And awesome. so that kind of is like a way that I like really like, like, so get, get out, get networked. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's um like, it's really value-based relationships, value-based selling. Like Avery, if I'm, if I'm um, getting to know you, like, and you invite me over to dinner uh thank you for inviting me over to dinner right <laughs> if i show up to your house for dinner like my mom has taught me like to come with a gift like come with you know 
a wine bottle, come with a, you know, uh, an appetizer, come with a dessert and don't show up empty handed. And like that to me is like how I want to lead relationships and friendships, like value-based relationships. Like if you're around me, I want you to win and Mm -hmm. I'm going to open up relationships and opportunities. And I've done that for several years, dude. And it's, it's like really cool because, you know, now it's like, I don't know. I've just built like a great relationship of helping people be their best and make mm-hmm. money and to be better in, in fitness and health and mindset. And re- like, so I don't know. I just, I want people to hear that because yeah. um, like networking is, is not just what you can take, but it's how you can serve, how you can help, how mm-hmm. you can provide. And no different than in a romantic relationship. Like, dude, if I'm always taking from a partner, if you're always taken from a, a spouse, if you're always taken from a business, dude, like you're going to be left with nothing and feeling energy drained. And like, I don't want to be around people like that. Mm-hmm. So if I don't want to be around people like that, I want to be a person that gives exponential. Right. So anyways. Oh yeah. Dude. I, I, <laughs> I got some- you, you said something interesting there about um, like the athlete transition. So, you know, about this, uh, you know, the athletes of Atlanta, that's what you call the rise athletes of Atlanta. Yeah. Yep. Can you hear okay. me? You got me? Test, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So cool. with, with athletes in Atlanta, obviously like, you know, and I know that like that transition of being a D1 athlete and having your whole identity. You didn't play sports, did you? <laughs> I, I, I ran track. I ran track. I try to track attack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're, you're like a, like you're holding back. Like, I don't know if like, you're like, you're an incredible athlete. Like I saw you're, you're a professional, like, weren't you a professional track athlete? Uh, for a little uh, bit. For a little it was bit. I've ever done in my life, but it's, it, it will always be. The but that means a lot though. Right. So like yeah. as an athlete, like, so keep going. Sorry. Right. Um, but dude, I, I really love the, the fact that you're putting that group together just because like we've both seen this a million times it's like whenever you know the high level athlete or really athletes at all at all stages have to eventually like hang up the uh the cleats hang up the spikes hang up the helmet you know like turn it down that year usually is pretty rough you know there's a, an identity crisis it's like what do i change my instagram bio to like at the simplest form <laughs> and uh and i i think most athletes my first one yeah Right, go, go. So I was gonna say my first one was like, like hashtag D one over everything at like at like like my senior year of high school. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> dude. And so, so I'm like, ah. yeah, literally, it's like it's like and like you're like the coolest person in the world for like that for those four years, and then like but but you know eventually it ends, and most people like unfortunately like you you know how to do it like don't know how to transition all that energy all that discipline all that um, determination into the business, into real life, into your job, into whatever they're going to be. And so I, I'm just saying like that, that mission specifically, I think is, is awesome. And it's much, much, much needed. Thank you. Yeah, dude, look, once again, like talking about humility, like brother, I am like in the process of learning and continue to like understand how to do this truly. Like, I mean, like, my friend of mine, uh, Brad played college football. And that dude called me this morning at seven o'clock to be like, Hey bro, you up? Let's go. We're at the gym at seven 30. Let's go wake your ass up, you know? And it's like, 
dude, are you kidding me? Like, that's accountability. Like, that's a friend. Like, that's, that's, I've spent oh, yeah. time. Like, I remember in 2020, I'd go to the gym, like, depressed because I'm like, no one's here. I don't know anybody in this gym. There's a, like, no one's outside. And I just remember, like, I had to grit some days, dude, of like, just like not wanting to go train. But what happens, dude, is like, if you care about your health, you care about your wealth. Like, and you'll attract uh, people that are waking up and pursuing like their physical well being. Because if you make it and you make a lot, like, what's like, what's going to happen when you can't take it with you? Like, so the quality of life is so important. The mindset's so important. And so as a former athlete, like we had, we were codified, dude. We had top level athletes that were just getting after it, dude, that showed up and had that A-type drive. And some people didn't, but we had coaches and position coaches and trainers and nutritionists and all the support. And I took it for granted. Like, I didn't realize that like, this was not society, like this is not normal, right? So then you get into world of business and you're like, bro, like, wait, you're showing up not on time to calls. You're 15 minutes late. Dude, if I was 15 minutes late, or if I wasn't five or 10 minutes early, dude, I was, t- I was 10, 15 minutes late and we had punishment. Like we had physical mm-hmm. like pain that was like inserted on the entire team because I was late. Yeah. I showed up to meetings <laughs> and I was like, wait, you guys are coming in 10 minutes late because your kids are whatever. It's like, but what happens is as a corporate, like kind of like you kind of lower that standard and I don't think it's a standard to be lowered. And so what I realized is like, it's hard to find guys like you, Avery, that are doing things well, showing up, being disciplined. And so I think like, I want to be around more guys like this and it's been hard to find them and identify them. So I'm like, dude, you know what? I'm just going to throw a big party. That's going to be monthly. And I'm going to open it up and see who shows up and who comes and like build a community of like resilient people. And instead of making it like, I'm a CrossFitter. I'm a Division One college football player. Like I've been talking. I'm a rower. I'm a archer. Like it's like no, dude. Like we're all athletes. Like we all have like health and wellness that we care about that r- relate us. If I can, you know what I'm saying. So I just I want more like like I want to I want to stop being so like indiv- individualized uh, and influence influential where it's like all about me. And I'm like, dude, it's all about us. Like the community, the collective. Like like. Cause I think it, it, it like hopefully will shift the city, like hopefully connect yeah. the city and like um, stir up like health and wellness in a positive environment for people to connect. I, right? I, I agree. So yeah. thank you. I don't know. So I, I, God's like just giving me this <laughs> and what's cool is like, it's hosted on network AI, right? Like our platform, I try to like, I'd host these events and try to connect people. And I was like, I don't know how to do it. So then as I like went into, like I left Kili technology in 20, Dude, literally about a year ago today, like almost a year ago. So, today, so, like so this journey has only been a year long, pretty much. About, well, a year long. So I've had a consulting business. Right. So I, I, you know, started getting consulting retainers and sales, sales advisement, and I was basically like a fractional sales professional. But hap- what happened is I booked these jobs and I'd like go crazy because I'd just be calling these people and I, I like it was based on me and what I could produce, yeah. which wasn't sustainable. So instead of like sales, fractional sales hiring me, I was like, I need to go into sales advisement. So I started doing more sales strategy into like uh, retained engagement in perpetuity of like monetized value. So like if I devise a strategy that drives value, like pay me in the duration of the contract 
not based on my time, but what I'm selling. Does that make sense? Yeah. Almost like a relationship uh, broker. Dude. So then like Q1 was like 80-20 and like then it was like 50-50. And then so now I'm like kind of in this like, you know, uh, I've spent a lot of time, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. And um, what I'd advise is I was trying to hire a business uh, that couldn't sustain my vision. And so I was trying to make them build this product and they kept saying no for six months, dude, I'd take these guys to dinner. I would like do all this stuff. I'd show up on their office when they wouldn't want me to show up and I'd like get yelled at. And like, I'm like, you guys just need to build this. Like, <laughs> and what was crazy was like, I was, I was trying to have them, like I was selling myself to them and they were a development shop. It made no sense. Yeah. <laughs> so in the summer, in the summer, um, Dude, I was at the pool at Lifetime and, uh, you know, my friend was like showing me this app he built on his phone and he's like, tell me about it. And I'm like, this is sick. And I was like dating this or like talking to this girl and uh, her name's Jordan. And she uh, she uh, was like, yo, this guy, Nick, like, it's kind of cool. Like, he's kind of techy, <laughs> nerdy. Like, why don't you ask him to yeah. build your shit? And like, I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, you should ask him to build it. And so, you know, I was like, I was like, maybe I should build it because like this development shop's not working. Yeah. And, Bitcoin uh, model, by the like, way, that's a Bitcoin miner, yeah. which is super nerdy. Like, shout yeah. out. And so, dude, I took him to my office and we whiteboarded for three hours. And, and like, dude, I jammed, I got my coffee and I was like, yo, let's go. This dude looked at me and he goes, I would do it this way and this won't work. And I was like, I was like, first off, that's not how we build it. Second of all, this is what I want to do. Third of all, like I'm pissed because like, once again, I got to go find somebody else to build this. And so we left that meeting and I was like super sad. And I was like, dang it. Like, God, what's next? And he calls me 24 hours later. and He's like, Ethan, I know how to do it. And I was like, what? Like, you know how to do it. Okay, what's next? Like, <laughs> come on. Like, so what's cool about Nick is like, I'm a, as you can tell, like tell, like conceptualize, talk, communicate, like I can see some things like almost like a product visionary. Like I don't want to label myself that, but like, I, I just like, I'm like in this creative mindset and with Nick, he's an, he's a, he's a miner, like he's a builder, he's a creator and he can take my concepts and parse it down into practical steps to go to market. Steve Wozniak and, uh, or Wozniak and Jobs right there, you know? I mean, <laughs> uh, maybe like, but he's been able to like, we, we have a really cool contrast. And the biggest thing I'd advise here is like, I've known him for two years and I trust him. Like he's a friend. Right. And so he's invested so much time and I could not be in that October 31st mm -hmm. you know, launch beta event with 600 people that, you know, if it wasn't for Nick. Um, and so here we are, like we're still going through the process and uh, we're excited for September 25th. Um, and so, yeah, dude. Um, so I, I just say like going back to the athletics yeah. thing, like, you know, if you're an athlete, um, I'd encourage you to like one workout, like after sport, like your identity. I think you're frozen. Your identity doesn't relate to yeah. being an athlete, but health and wellness will always be a part of your life. Like, you I were, agree. like I went and created uh, yeah so like we're once again like sustained health sustained wealth like and what will be like something that's cool about athletes is they tend to do well in business they tend to do well in life they tend to be great friends because they're pursuing like their own like temple like making their health be 
important. And all these like motivational speakers and podcasters and people like, I'm waking up at four o'clock. It's like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> find what works for you in the season of life you're in. Right. And so that could be yoga. Like I've loved yoga. I've loved playing sports. Like mm -hmm. I play team sports on Monday night. I play softball. Like I love creative ways to like work out. And so anyways, here we are. I, yeah. just, I love, I love uh, just sharing my stories. Yeah, so thank you guys for you know listening to this. And uh, once again, like Network AI, you know, if you guys haven't, heard of it, uh, you know, or haven't been to an event, I would encourage you to uh, host an event. You can connect payments. Uh, you can make money on the platform. Um, and all the stuff I'm doing with Athletes of Atlanta, Atlanta Entrepreneurs, we're doing house nights, we're doing DJ nights, you know, we're doing private venue events, dinners. Um, you guys can monetize on the platform and turn your community into, you know, a revenue stream for you, right? And uh, ultimately too, like, to connect your network, like connect your community, connect on a platform with notifications and chat and all this cool uh, suggestions to meet your network through events and common overlap. So that experience I learned from the last 12 months in AI, like it's really neat because I'm now leading that into our business. Yeah. And I think it's going to continue to allow us to involve and really be competitive in the market where... Um, instead of being this disconnected society with Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, where you're trying to figure out who to connect with and where to go, like ours will use um, suggestive uh, analytics and suggestive tools to not only go to the events, but meet your network in real time. So that's my pitch. That's more passionate. Yeah. That's not scripted. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you Th thank you so much, man, for uh, for coming on. I really enjoyed this conversation. One of the big reasons why I have this podcast is just like you're so interested in connecting. I'm so interested in connecting. And this cool. is in a weird way. Um, having this podcast is is a way to monetize meeting people. So like, like, as I said, like when we were just talking to you in conversation, I could tell I was like, this guy's interesting. I want to talk to him more. Will you be on my podcast? And, and you'd be surprised how many insane and awesome conversations I've had on this podcast with people who have designed converse, you know, designed challenges for Survivor and have, you know, made what? board game professionally and people who've, you know, done, uh, you know, helped launch TikTok with meme channels, you know, just like all these different experiences. And now, you know, we have a D1 athlete doing network. So, which is, you know, entrepreneur. And, yeah, and just so it's, like it's awesome. I, you know, I uh, you know, likewise, man. Like I, I talk about winning environments. Like, and we met in a winning environment. It was hard to get to. Uh, yeah. You know, it was a it was a it was a tough room. I was like the most <laughs> like unqualified person in this room of like Web three professionals, and like, but I had to make time to get there. I had to pay to get into the community or into the room. You know, and then I had to be like vulnerable and communicate and meet and, you know, we got connected exactly. and that's a winning environment. Like, like, <clears throat> like, so people that want to forge great networked relationships, you have to be intentional and go find your winning environments for you. Right. And that could be the gym. That could be conferences. That could be, um, you know, different environments that you create. So Avery, I appreciate you for creating this opportunity for me and um that was likewise I, I think you're doing it as well i think your your uh vision of how you've created uh 
viral trends on you know marketing campaigns and you know what you're doing over there has inspired me to be more creative and connect uh, to influencers and connect through creative marketing campaigns. So yeah, yeah, so. man. I, I well, you know, it's just to start the relationship, man. I hope to that I can come to a bunch of your events and we'll see more of each other and learn from each other a lot. So. What's, what would be your, like, what, what would be a network event you'd want? What, what would you want to see in the platform? You know what? So I'm kind of in the stage of life where I like to feel fancy, you know, like I've, I've done the parties, you know, I've done the crazy, the, you know, the, the crazy blowout parties, but maybe it's like a fancy place with cocktails, you know, the environment's good and I can, you know, feel like I'm high class talking to other people that also feel like they're high class, you know what I'm talking about. So that's, that's kind of stage of life yeah. that I'm in right now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Sick. Almost like a, like a Gatsby themed uh, mixer. Exactly. Dude. Stuff like that. I, I feel a New Year's party coming. <laughs> I'll be there, man. I'll be there. <laughs> awesome, bro. Well, Thank you all so much for listening. I, uh, I, I, you know, I understand that you're giving us an hour of your time, and I know that an hour of anybody's time is infinitely valuable. So to all the listeners, it, you know, don't take that for granted at all. And since you've spent an hour, you might as well give us a five star review wherever you get your podcast. Maybe that be Apple Music or Spotify. But yet again, thank you. This was Ethan Cortazzo. Bye bye now. Bye bye.